0: Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I am so happy to have you with me here today. I have an amazing conversation from an incredible leader in the body of Christ. She is the author of Revival Rising, one of the co-founders of Crystal Peaks Youth Ranch, and she has an amazing testimony of where Jesus encountered her in her deepest, darkest moments um, in the tragic death of her parents. And God has used that story and that pain and uh, used it to Allow her to share the gospel in her own unique way. And in this conversation, you are going to be so blessed. Make sure you listen to the end to hear the only pain our Savior can't heal and the weapons of our warfare that we can use to help uh, cancel every onslaught of the enemy. And I just encourage you today to follow the Holy Spirit on this journey because He will use your pain to become your purpose, your unique way of reaching people with the redeeming love of Jesus. Let's listen in. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are, enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in Heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I have an amazing leader in the body of Christ with me. She is the author of Revival Rising, and she is the founder of Crystal Peaks Youth Ranch. I have with me today here, Kim Meter. Kim, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Christina, for having me today. I'm so excited for what the Lord wants to share with your listeners.
0: Oh, I am so excited, too. Kim, I've told our listeners so much about you. Is there anything about you that I haven't already mentioned, something you might like to tell them, maybe something personal?
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I am a silly wild child, and I love, love, love the wilderness and the wild places because it's where I see and experience the truth of God's word because I can see it reflected through what he's made. And when I'm not uh, indoors or in front of a screen, I'm as far as I can get out into the wilderness of what he's made. And that's where my heart really longs to be all the time.
0: Oh, I love that so much. And I think while you were saying that, I just kept sensing how wild the Holy Spirit is, you know, and how wild that wilderness is, and how when we get out there, we don't really know what to expect.
1: Correct. Correct. And that's, you know, when you read through the gospels, you will read along. And it feels like about every other chapter, we see Jesus going up into the wilderness to be alone with his dad and to go and to pray and to be focused on not only being in the presence of his father, but to be focused on on prayer and laying everything in his life and everything that was coming before his heavenly dad, and what an amazing example. And I think about people who might be listening today that are thinking, oh, you know, I wish I had that place. And honestly, that place is wherever you can be quiet. And for some, it's gonna be your kitchen, uh, the cab of your truck, Uh, it can be your closet, it can be your backyard, or it can be up on a mountainside somewhere. Anywhere that we pull back with the intention of dad, my heavenly dad, I just want to be with you today. And I'm coming with that intention to just be with you. And that mm-hmm. becomes a very special place.
0: Absolutely. I love that. You know, in my own home, I have what we call the throne room chair. And um, I I've always encountered Jesus in that chair. I encounter him other places too, but I specifically love that chair, Mm, you know, I love that. Yeah. And I, I think that's so beautiful, but there's something about the wilderness that, that reminds me so much of the Holy spirit. You know, like you mentioned about Jesus sneaking away to the wilderness and encountering his father. I find that I often will encounter Jesus in my throne room chair, but I'll encounter him, you know, just as much when I step into things that Maybe I don't know. I don't understand. I'm just saying yes to God. I don't know where he's taking me or what we're doing. Has he been that way in your life?
1: Every minute of every day. And Christine, I'm, I'm learning. And I'll just be honest that so much of my life, I've lived on autopilot of, all right, God, I know how to do all these things and how to be a wife and how to run a ministry and how to do all these ranching things with horses and with children and with with serving you, Lord, but, oh, wait, here's a spiritual part. I better pray about that. And the Lord in his kindness has let me know, beloved, every minute that you're breathing, that's the spiritual part. And that's the part that I want you to ask me into. Jesus says in in John 16, 13, that he's going to impart to us the spirit who leads into all truth. And Kim, ask him to lead you. And when we ask the Holy Spirit to lead us into God's truth, his best plan for our life, that's us positioning ourselves to be led in deeper into God's will. Mm-hmm. So, good. so yes, I'm learning.
0: Yes, I know. We're all learning. We're all in a journey. And I think it's sometimes it's, a, it's really good for leaders to say, I'm learning here. And that's good because it lets everybody else know that they're doing great right where they are you know
1: exactly and that that for those who are listening that your journey is not supposed to look like hers
0: mm-hmm. or his
1: or theirs there's only one you in all of human history and jesus is calling you to be the very best you you can be and that happens when we position ourselves to follow him where he wants us to go Years ago, I heard a pastor, a very beloved pastor, say that the Holy Spirit is like a great, mighty river. You do not tell the river where to flow. Don't. Instead, you jump into the river and you go where he takes you. And I have to confess, I think there's been much of my life when I've I've said, hey, God, here's my plans. Will you bless them? And in essence, in doing that, I was asking God to follow me instead of saying, Lord, here I am, will you lead me in your will? And everything changes when we do that. And that's when we see this rift in heaven and the glory of heaven and everything that the Holy Spirit is rushes down and floods into our being, these little vessels of flesh and then roars out into the realm of men. And that's when we see the miraculous nature of the Holy Spirit being released in the environments that we occupy, when we are purposely positioning ourselves to jump into that river that is the Holy Spirit and go where He wants to go. And I'm learning every day how to do that. And it's been such an adventure.
0: Mm hmm. And it truly is an adventure with the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I always tell people I say yes to God. I step forward with my knees shaking, you know, all he asked for is our yes. And I think sometimes like people don't say yes, because they can't see the whole picture. It's not their plan, you know, and right. it, it doesn't look anything like they thought it would. And it doesn't look anything gosh, God is doing some new stuff in the earth today right now, right? Straight up. So, you know, there's so many of us out there who are like, oh gosh, this doesn't look anything like what it used to look like now. But it doesn't mean God's not in
1: it. Correct, correct. I, uh, The Lord in his kindness, I'm a super visual person. And I love that Jesus spoke in parables that here's something you can see to illustrate something that you can't see with your eyes. And that's so how I learn and before all the COVID stuff happened and all the the things that have been happening in 2020 and 2021, the Lord gave me a very specific word and it, it was such a picture of what Jesus did and were commanded in Ephesians 5.1 to imitate God in everything we do, to imitate Jesus in everything we do. And what the Lord said was simply this. The call on your life has not changed. Look, to the right or the left, eyes on my face, which is Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Eyes on my face, just take the next step, steady on. And that's more than enough.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I completely, I had a very similar experience. He likens me to, you know, the Song of Songs where he talks about a mare all his own. And when he compares his beloved to a, a racehorse and he always shows me these Holy spirit blinders that he gives me. Mm. And he's like, eyes on me, eyes on me. Just keep running. Just keep running. Don't get yes. distracted. You know, keep preaching Jesus, keep declaring Jesus, you know, That's right? the world's burning down, but we're going to talk about Jesus. <laughs> you know?
1: That's right. That makes me think about the whole, the whole tiny book of Ephesians and especially the last chapter, which 10 through 20 is the, the armor and three times Paul says, stand firm, stand firm, you hold your ground
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and he's calling everyone, everyone who's listening today. If Jesus Christ is your Lord and savior, that is what he's calling from you is to stand firm, stand firm, hold your ground of speaking the truth of his redeeming love, which is the gospel. And that's what transforms eternally those who are dying in our midst without hope. If Jesus is your savior, that's what he's asking you to do in every amazing way unique to you.
0: Amen. Absolutely. I, I feel like we're going to be really good friends. You are preaching after my own heart.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yay. He is so good.
0: He is so good. I love it. So how are you seeing the Holy Spirit move in ministry right now? What are you seeing?
1: Oh, my heart. This release that is potentially (laughs) never been seen in the world before that we are seeing the Holy Spirit being released through these vessels of flesh in ways that, that generations have not known before. And perhaps I can, I can explain it like this. Again, I'm a super visual learner. And so let me just share it like this. Recently, I was uh, in my home. I had my Bible in my lap. It was the first warmish day of spring. And I'm sitting there. I did not start a fire in the wood stove. The the sidebar is I live at almost 4,000 feet in high desert in very cold country and warm our house with wood heat. And it was warm, so I didn't start a fire. And as I'm reading God's word, I can hear this commotion overhead, which can only be a bird is is falling down the stovepipe. Our our home is a log home. It has a vaulted ceiling. The, The stovepipe is 15 feet. And this bird is trying to fly and trying to claw its way out and it can't in the confined uh, pipe. And it's, it's fighting, 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 fighting until finally it falls all the way into the firebox which gratefully did not have flame, but it was full of ash. The bird saw the glass window, flew right into it, crashed and then backed up to the very farthest corner of the firebox. And as I sat there and I peered in There's a bird huddled in the back corner of the firebox and she's okay, but she will not survive this without an intervention. And as uh, this is going to make me cry, as I looked in at this bird, the Lord let me see his perspective, which was many, many years ago when my life was falling, falling, falling down the stovepipe. Into a world of black. I was picked up as a child at nine years of age, driven in silence to my grandparents' house with my two older sisters, just pushed into this home that was full of grieving, wailing people into the arms of this woman. I I recognized I didn't know her name, and everyone was crying, and she was crying so hard, she sounded like she was choking. And she just kept going around and around in this horrid cycle of, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to tell you, but, but, but your dad has just murdered your mother and taken his own life. And I'm so sorry. Falling, falling into a world of black. And I, I just, I screamed in her face, you're a liar and just broke out of her arms and ran out the back door in this child's effort to just outrun the unthinkable and just ran and ran and ran until there was nothing left and and just falling down in the dirt and screaming and crying and inhaling dirt and choking and retching. And finally I could hear what I thought were animal sounds. I didn't even recognize the sound of my own voice as I started to say, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus, help me. I need you now. Jesus, will you come? I need you, Lord. And Christina, I didn't even know who Jesus was. Mm -hmm. I wasn't raised in the church. I'd only been to church twice in my life. And all I knew about Jesus is, I I think he's the guy on the cross. Mm -hmm. I did not know the power of God's word in Romans 20 that says, everyone has the ability to know God through what he's made. Everyone is without excuse. We can all know him. And I didn't know verses like Romans ten thirteen that declares everyone mm-hmm. who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Mm. All I knew is that there was an ignition in this broken heart, a pop into flame of hope. And knowing, a deep, deep knowing, you will survive this and you are not alone anymore.
0: Mm. I love that so much. You know, encountering a real Jesus. There's nothing like it.
1: This was not religion. It wasn't believe what I believe and here's all these rules and laws. And this was him coming and taking the little hand that was reaching out to him. And my Jesus took my hand then, and he has never let go not then, not now, not ever. He will take the hand of anyone who is reaching for him. Mm-hmm. That's what his word promises. Yes,
0: absolutely. He will. He will absolutely do that. You know, I love, um, I've experienced my own moments with him, my own history with him. And um I remember I had a Pentecostal friend um who told me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I was very sick at the time. And um, and I knew God. I had grown up Baptist, but I I didn't really experience his presence before. And she told me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we prayed outside of an ice cream shop. And she looked at me and she goes, Now speak in tongues. And I looked at her and I spoke in tongues and nothing else strange really happened. But the next morning I woke up and his presence was there. Mm. And I didn't know he had a presence. And I remember too, just like you were saying, just weeping that he was there, yes, just weeping because he's the God who draws near, especially yeah. to the brokenhearted. And at that time in my life, I was so sick and I was scared and I was 20 some years old and newly married and had just given up my job because at that point they thought I had blood cancer Mm -hmm. and, um, years later, it, it, it turns out God has completely healed me of so many things. It's ridiculous. I can't even, if I were to write it out, you, you wouldn't believe it, but, um,
1: He's good like that.
0: He's so good like that. And he shows up in those moments and he knows how to break in. And, you know, that's a perfect segue into your book, because you talk about that, that flame being ignited in our hearts that points us towards a real Jesus, you know, and, and, and we encounter that. And that's why we run. That's why we do what we do, because we've encountered a real Jesus. So what can you say to those those people out there who haven't encountered him yet to light their heart ablaze for the first time? What do you want to say to them?
1: You know, to to just circle back to that encounter with this bird and the Lord allowing me to see that. And uh I, I put a, I went and got a towel, and I put it over the front of the stove, and I was able to reach all the way in and gently close my fingers around this bird and draw her out. It was a female starling, and starlings are considered to be the least of all mm-hmm. birds, and many would say, "You should have just let her die there and yet that's not what Jesus love does. He reaches into our blackest moments and those those fire pits filled with ash and left in that place we will not survive and his love reaches in and draws us out and i walked out onto my deck and i just held my hand up to the sky and just flattened my fingers and i didn't need to explain to this bird i didn't need to draw illustrations i didn't need to use a crowbar or put my boot in her backside to make her do something she flew hard and fast into what she was created to do. Mm. She, here's what she didn't do. She didn't fly back over my shoulder into my living room, into the firebox, and then close the door on herself and say, why, God, why, where are you? Mm. Where are you? What I can tell you with certainty, anyone who is listening today, and you are right now in that firebox of grief and pain and guilt and shame and anger and unforgiveness right now, you need to know this truth that 2000 years ago, Jesus Christ came to this earth. He lived a perfect life and he laid that life down for you and for me to know his saving grace. And when he did that, He broke the lock on the prison door of suffering and sin. And that firebox door can never be closed again. And it's a fact we are all going to spend time in that blackened place of painful ash. And when we do, there's no better time than to know that it is Jesus himself who is reaching in and saying, beloved, take my hand, take my hand. Take my hand and I'm going to draw you deeper into the power and presence of my redeeming love. Mm. And I'm going to release you into what I've created only you to become. Will you trust me to leave behind your pain and fly hard and fast with me deeper into the will of our father? Take my hand right now.
0: Oh, I love that so much. And I love that Jesus is Jesus for me. He's Jesus for you. He's Jesus for every single person listening. And it doesn't matter where we've been or what we've done or what we've been through. His love and his power is greater than all of it.
1: Yes. Yes. Second Corinthians 1, 3, and 4 paraphrase says that, don't you know that God will comfort you in your time of pain and suffering Mm -hmm. so that you can give that comfort that God gave you. You can give that to others who are going through something similar. God will not waste one day of what you and I have suffered through when we give it to him. The fast forward story is I moved in after my parents died with my grandmother, and she had the wisdom to buy a little horse for me. And between the love of Jesus Christ and the friendship of a little horse, this wild child was redeemed. And I didn't know that all those years of knowing Jesus on the back of a horse, I wasn't saved by a horse. I was saved by Jesus on the back of a horse. Amen. Would Right. That that was, will become the figurehead of everything he had planned. And And fast forward years after that, my husband and I founded a ranch that rescues abused and neglected and dying horses and pairs them with kids and their families for free. And we've done this for 26 years, free of charge. No one has ever paid anything because the gospel is free. And we believe that, well, we know we've rescued over 300 horses, over 100,000 children have come to this ranch in the last 26 years, 100,000 visits with their families to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if he can do this in one life, he can do it in any life. There is no pain that you and I will ever face in this life that Jesus Christ cannot heal and redeem except for one and only one pain. And that my friends, is the pain that you and I will not give him. And that's just pain that destroys. And that's not on Jesus. That's on you and me. When you read Psalms 23, he Jesus Christ as the good shepherd leading us through the valley of the shadow of darkness. Jesus is not the light at the end of your tunnel of pain. He's the light in your tunnel with you. He says, my rod and my staff, my protection and my comfort. I am so all around you in my shield in front of you. We're doing this together for a purpose that's greater than what you can understand right now. Will you trust me, beloved, and just take the next step? Mm -hmm. I've got you and we've got this together.
0: I love it. And I I love that you mentioned how what we go through then becomes the revival that we walk in and that breakthrough that we walk in for what he's called us to do. You know, just like that bird you had talked about how you didn't have to prod her to fly off and to be who she was created to be. She just did it, you know, and that's so beautiful that he brings us from those dark places and that he sets us on a path where our pain then become somebody else's breakthrough.
1: Yes, our pain is worth having when it draws others toward his saving grace and that Jesus Christ has not left us That that if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, he has given you five weapons of warfare that the enemy has no defense against, none, 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 none. And for believers to understand he is not only with you, he is in you. Mm-hmm. And as we position ourselves to walk with behind the Holy Spirit, the one who leads into all truth, he's the one who gives us everything we need and to to step forward when we know who we are in Christ and who Christ is in us. When we know those things, nothing will stop us from walking forward into what he is calling Each one of us individually to do. Our weapons of warfare, just to speak this out quickly, there's five. Satan has no defense against none. The word of God, worship of God, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and your spoken testimony. When we enforce those things in our everyday life, in every direction, the enemy just reels back in flames of fire. He's burning alive because he cannot even stand in the name of Jesus. And when we pray by the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus, when we memorize and speak out the word of God, that Jesus, when he was confronted by Satan at his weakest moment in the wilderness, Jesus didn't say, here's my education, or here's my vast experiences. And he certainly didn't say, this is how I feel. He quoted God's word. And make no mistake, they both knew God's word, but only one obeyed it. And Satan was instantly defeated then, and he's instantly defeated today. You and I need to know God's word, because it crushes him every single time. Worship breaks off the enemy's attack because it realigns our heart in what's really happening in heaven and what's really happening in our own life. All the enemy can do is whisper lies. And when we worship God, all his dark lies are broken off. Read Acts 16, read 2 Chronicles chapter 20, King Jehoshaphat, Paul and Silas in prison. They had every right to say, but God, but God why would you leave us here? We did nothing wrong. We were doing what you asked us to do. And we were, we were shamed. We were stripped naked. We were beaten in public. We were thrown in the deepest, darkest dungeon in the land, put in stocks. Our feet are in stocks. We're sitting in a pool of our own blood. Mm -hmm. And yet they didn't curse God or, or criticize or fall into depression or oppression. They kept their focus Flying hard and fast into the reason that they were created, and they worship God in the darkness, sitting in their own blood. And we know the rest of the story: that that the Holy Spirit came with so much force that the ground literally shook, and all the chains fell off, and all the doors flew open, all the prisoners got saved, jailer got saved, jailer's family got saved. Everyone received Christ, because these two. Brothers worshiped God in the darkness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it broke the enemy's attack.
0: There's so much power. I love what David says in, in the Psalms. Um, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. When we sit in the presence of our enemies and we worship God, there's so much power. Real quick, Amen. before we go, can you pray for our listeners right where they are?
1: Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, I pray the power and authority of Your name and the power and authority of Your blood over everyone who is listening today, Lord, that from those blackened places, that they would reach for Your hand, that has always been reaching for them, and they would they would confess, Jesus, I've got You, and I'm choosing to leave this ashen, black of pain. And I'm choosing to take your hand and step out into the light and the freedom that you've always been offering me. And Jesus, from this day forward, I choose to not look back and go back into that firebox. I choose to run with you deeper and deeper into the will, the love, In the presence of God, our Father. I pray your blessing and grace over everyone today for your glory alone. Amen.
0: Amen. Kim, thank you so much. That was so beautiful. If you want to pick up a copy of Kim's new book, Revival Rising, you can find it at uh, bakerpublishing.com and also too, you can find it on Amazon, wherever books are sold. Thank you so much, Kim. What is a really good way for our listeners to connect with you?
1: Oh, we have a huge website. It's crystalpeaksyouthranch.org. And I so invite anyone listening to to please come and visit us there. But even better, come and visit us here on the eastern slope of the Cascade Mountains in Oregon.
0: Mm, thank you so much, Kim. It, it has been an honor and a pleasure. And I just love your heart.
1: Thank you so much, Christina, for this opportunity to just share the hope that we have in Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to one 815 7778 That's one 7778. And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click Join the Conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.